Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What's going on? Good. This is Big. This is mine. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Abstract Originals. Yeah, Abstract Originals, where you come here two professional black men, reply back to life, shoot the shits. Does that even make sense? Okay, I don't know. Let me throw this blank. You can listen to us at soundcloud.com slash The Abstract Originals with dashes. Listen to us at iTunes at The Abstract Originals. Email us at theabstractoriginals at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Biggerda, B-I-G-G-E-R-D-A. I'm in Nubian Beach, Bub. Nubian Beach, B-U-M. And the podcast Twitter is underscore A-B Originals. What's the word, cuz out? 2016, man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All of that. How was your Christmas? Marcus, Marcus, <laughs> my holiday was good. I'm laughing because you know, you know, I'll get down with this shit. But you tried me, but um, happy uh, New Year, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Okay, well, let's start from the beginning. Merry Christmas. Did you not enjoy your Christmas? Family. I did not celebrate Christmas. Presents. I did not celebrate Christmas. I was around family Jesus. around the sound. Let's let's do some background. Okay, so here we go with this Christmas special. I'm gonna keep it brief because <laughs> I'm gonna assume that our listening audience is a sophisticated crowd that can make great logic. Just simple, simple logic that takes a very understanding ear and heart. It's just to relate and say if it makes sense to you. Is you know just make logic of it. Christmas. This holiday. Are you Muslim or something? No, I'm not a Muslim. But what was funny about it, because I was tired of people telling me Merry Christmas, I was starting to tell people I was Muslim. And the reaction from that was hilarious. But uh, I'll talk about that later. People are stupid. (laughs) People are fucking stupid. White people especially are fucking retarded. Mm -hmm. They have trigger words. I mean, wow. Yeah, so Christmas is this holiday that we associate with Santa Claus and gift giving and and some people Jesus, some people Jesus. It's both religious and, you know, you have the commercial aspect. You got Santa presents, but you still go to church, you know. Yeah, my birthday to Christmas. My mother. Birthday to Jesus. Yeah, my mother did not inform me because I don't know if they were ever informed what Christmas truly was. We just celebrated something that was allowed to us because being descendants of Africans in the Americas, we had a a bondage on us called slavery. And at this time of the year, I'm going to give you a little background for the listener. The pilgrims came over here in the 1600s, right? Pilgrims were Puritans. Puritans, they wanted to separate themselves from other English religious folks at the time to call themselves Christians. Mind you, these Europeans have hijacked Christianity. They took this Middle Eastern religion that was originally Jewish and they hijacked it. Now they have this Christianity. Now they're fighting about different sects of this religion that they hijacked. So these Puritans left and they're over here and they were about purified themselves. You know, they were the ones about killing witches and shit. Let's get rid of witches and Taking demons out of people. Those are the persons. So they came over. 13 colonies, that's all them, right? Mm-hmm. No Christmas. No such thing in America. When other English folks came over, they brought their traditions with them. Now, background on Christmas, Europeans celebrated winter solace, solace, my bad. Solstice. Solstice. There you go. <laughs> I'm country. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I have a way of saying that this particular. Wait, wait, let me make sure I'm not fucking it up. Well, I mean, we're just going to go with it. But let's keep pushing. 
They celebrated that because it was a time that shit got cold, so shit died off. Their livestock died off. They had to burn down. They uh they used that extra meat in that time to take off work because it was you know time where they couldn't be productive in the field. They celebrated the god of agriculture because this was the time where it was like, hey, take a break, let's feast. They would. Uh, mingle with the classes we get together at this time in Europe. The poor came up with this idea of going into rich people's houses, singing Christmas carols, getting the best meats, and getting the best treats. Because they could, because all the courts were closed. The, so they, they were able to do whatever. You ever watched The Purge? Yeah. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted because nobody could get in trouble. There were no police. Trouble was encouraged. Right. It was a celebration called Saturnalia, right? Right. So they were able to do whatever they wanted when they wanted. People were getting raped. It was just recklessness. Pretty much how uh, white folks celebrate St. Patrick's Day in New York. Yeah. Even somehow some Christmas celebrations still go down in some places. Just a whole bunch of wild drunkenness. You know, so these folks brought their traditions with them. It became real big in England because... One of the English chicks married a German who the Germans were known to decorate Christmas trees. So they printed this in the paper, the royal family. They see this queen and they see her with this Christmas tree. So everybody in England start going getting trees trying to do it like the queen. They bring this bullshit to America's around the late 1700s, early 1800s. And it became a problem. Now, in New York, the Dutch were in rule. The Dutch are, can you imagine Donald Trump's family? There you go. Okay. German Dutch folks. <laughs> That's the Netherlands, Belgium. They're in Australia, a lot of America. Donald Trump is so golden, he looks like Italian. That is all my, well, he's he's German descendant, but Dutch, uh, Netherland type of. I never take the time to wonder about where white people are really from. Yeah. But that's a different conversation. And the but. traditions they come from, you know, because they brought this shit. So the Dutch were part of this group that celebrated the Christmas tree and all things like that. So a writer named Irving wrote about, in a fictional story, Christmas being a time of giving and getting with family, the mixing of the classes, and this beautiful time. He wrote about it in the early 1800s, maybe 1820, 1819, somewhere around there. And Christmas reformed through the press in America. The press painted Christmas as a different idea and they used and conditioned the people up there to accept Christmas as an idea that they had celebrated as a good time. You know, it's going to be a good time. But it was still riots and shit. People were still going out of control because the first New York Police Department was issued after a Christmas riot. And they adopted some police traditions that London first started getting their police force in 1829, 1830, right? That's mm -hmm. the same time New York started using those same practices because of Christmas riots, okay? They were still getting fucked up in the streets clowning. It's strange that Christmas is so new. It's like in the 1800s in America. You would Man. figure it was around long, like much longer than that. Oh, a little, little side history. It's a side note for y'all, some black history. So we've heard the word cooning. What what do you what do you picture when somebody say, Are oh, you cooning? Okay, so you know, whenever I'm at like a cookout or something and people just dancing and being loud and stuff, people say they're cooning for for whatever reason. Okay, well, it, is, of, it is it is black people get together and dance pretty much. It is actually a black term that we came up with to express about black folks putting on for white folks. We came up with it about in the eighteen sixties, once we like around Black Wall Street when you getting prominent black wealthy individuals. Now Coonan, John Coonan was a group of African poor slaves that would get together and do the Christmas Carol thing, but they wasn't getting the best of the best. They was getting change and alcohol and shit like that. Christmas for black folks, I'm gonna get in that has always been a fucked up thing. Everybody needs to do their own research. Read some of the slave narratives. Some of our descendants have explicitly described these times. But in the Carolinas, they had this group called 
the John Coonins, right? And they and everybody said, "Oh, we heard that come a Coonin," but and they would, come a they would dress up <laughs> with all these like different colors and stuff and jump around and beg for change. And you know, white people didn't give them change. They'd be like, "Oh, Mass ain't got no change, huh?" And you know that sing this little song make them feel bad and guilt them into giving them change <sighs> and. It happened every Christmas, and white people would sit and wait for them to come. Even the black people were entertained by this parade of cooning. And, but sophisticated black folks called it cooning, and it was known for us to say, oh, look at niggas cooning. I heard they got black folks with cooning. But that's where that came <laughs> from. Side note on that for y'all in some black history that I learned reading. For us Africans in America, we came in this situation being sold and ripped away from families at this time. So Christmas was a time where it might be the last time a woman sees her children because New Year's was what they call hiring day. Sold your kids and sold people off to new plantations and used us as some type of commodity exchange. New Year's day. What's the day? So Christmas was maybe the last time you see some of your relatives. So that's why it may be sacred to some black folks to keep it going. Christmas for me growing up, it was a time where I got to see my extended family, where we really got to spend quality time together, sleep around each other, enjoy, oh, yeah. break bread. Yeah, always. Man. It was always a good time, we but we never learned house. the history. What you mean history? I never understood. History behind like what Christmas really is? Yeah. Or? Why did we participate in Santa Claus? Why did my mama want to convince me it was a Santa Claus? Why was there such a necessity? Why was it such a necessity to break yourself? Why is it such a necessity for poor individuals to break themselves to express their love? Look at that and how that is conditioned from what we were doing at that time. We were this was the last time we were seeing folks. This was a time where we could express ourselves. The only time we were allowed to express our love at this time. Maybe that's why black folks had this attraction to Christmas time. Because we didn't experience winter. That wasn't our nature. To feel that and experience that with them white folks. The Coons, by the way, they were imitating Hunky's Christmas caroling and getting drunk. They were doing it in a way that was cool because they saw the white people saw them. Oh, well, they in costume. They just playing. They ain't really making us do anything. They just putting on. So yeah, let's let's tip these performers like we'll do the Christmas carolers when they come over here drunk demanding real <laughs> shit. At what point did you stop believing in Santa? Maybe early elementary. I couldn't imagine me past fourth grade. Past 10 years old. I was too wise at 10. Like, did something happen? Um, I don't think I ever have a memory of believing in Santa Claus. I never saw the white Santa with the beard being real. I never felt that as a kid. So I don't ever remember feeling a sadness or not remembering him. I was like, oh, somebody told me it wasn't a real Santa. I don't, I, I don't remember that. I remember my mama forcing that on me, and I accepted it, but I don't ever remember believing it. I didn't ever, like, believe in Santa. Well, see, I believed in Santa for a few years, but it was one year I was looking in the closet that nobody ever goes to, and I found some toys, and this was, like, in, like, September. So I was like, damn, these some toys. I really how old were you? I don't, I don't remember how old I was. I remember I was being... I remember being very young though. All right. I found the toys, and then for Christmas. And it's funny you said September. I'm gonna touch on that. Go ahead. And then for Christmas, I I woke up and Santa had left those same toys, and then I looked in the closet later and they were gone. So I was like, "That's some bullshit." Mm -hmm. I said they was in here the whole time, so I stopped believing in them, but I didn't say nothing because I did. Didn't your parents tell you that there was a Santa Claus? I think we just all, I think we just woke up one day and was like, okay, we we know you know. Well, okay, my mom used to the write from Santa on the package. Yeah, at w when I was real young, yeah. When did she stop doing that for you? I, like what age? Yeah. I would say around, I say around 19. I don't know. My mama went all the way to like 14, 15. Like she would buy me gifts from, it would be like from mom, and then it would be like a special gift. She's like from Santa. I'm like, oh. 
But okay, I can see that. But I didn't believe in Santa. But I had a younger brother, so she they kind of just do it sometimes. But we understood. Well, my mama did it in the light of she knew I didn't believe in Santa. She did was like like say this is the surprise gift, but she right, wouldn't yeah, take, but she wouldn't <laughs> take claim or credit for the. I don't know. I just I ain't saying I'm. Me and my mother had a conversation about this. I'm not bashing her for what she did. I would have liked some truth. Me being the child that I was, I would have liked some truth and I would respect it and appreciate it and love things in a different light, knowing that she went through what she did to get them, the the effort. And how you said September, that's how black families are and have always been. They prepare at the beginning of the year, January. Do you know there's some families now putting shit on layaway for the sales that happen after Christmas and New Year's for next year? That's how, you know. I'm not for or against cancel Christmas. I'm down with any boycott that or about promoting liberation for my people. So I would say this. It's no need to participate, but we going to do that regardless. We going to cook and eat and get together. I did that regardless, but I did not celebrate Christmas. I didn't buy a Christmas tree this year. Well, I didn't buy one last year either. I do understand, but I am not participating in the marketing ploy any longer to express my love when I could do it at all times, anytime. And same way for this whole idea about Jesus' birthday, like, get over there. Who comes to your birthday party? <laughs> and, get over it. <laughs> yeah, who, who comes to your birthday party and passes our presents to each other? <sighs> That ain't not how that happens. So <laughs> quit lying to yourself, talking about you celebrating his birthday. If that was the case, you'd be doing more fasting, more uh, self-discipline, more sacrificing for the... You wouldn't be spending and splurging. You'd be regaging yourself in a way to say, hey, my enemy, I'm going to respect that part of my enemy in a different light. You'd be giving some type of gift to God, and you would not be sharing that gift with just family members and other folks if you were truly celebrating jesus birthday okay but that's her there my opinion and your opinion may differ i'm not telling you your beliefs are uh, wrong because i don't know i don't know how to end the times go what do you feel about they really make christmas stressful like um especially if you have children children compete with each other at school and stuff because of how many commercials you have and then you know the cool kids with the money they get all the good cool gifts you want as many gifts as they get it makes it crazy and stressful for parents nowadays i couldn't imagine i can't imagine i'm a parent even as a teen parent i went through that and i have older elders tell me like why are you buying your children all that designer shit they're gonna grow out mm-hmm. of it and i can see what i'm saying was a pass me down hand me down unfortunately for me the family will it's still some of them clothing when my kids went through as infants that are still passed me down because they were quality clothing Hell yeah. but <laughs> yeah it, it is not a need to break yourself to express your love it's not a season for that it is a understanding behind that dealing with what we deal with in america i grasp yeah. that and i'm not taking that away from black folks i just choose not to participate in the marketing ploy of saying hey this is how if i don't buy you something or do this action for you like everybody else is doing then i'm not going to be able to express my love that's goofy because they're saying what if you poor you can't love you know what i'm saying if you can't gift wants you have lack of love yeah it's definitely a flaw it is sad that it's gotten to the point where you have to have an expensive gift to really appreciate it well younger well people for do. to get a sense of feeling that somebody else appreciate how you appreciate them right to yeah. give a better picture of it yeah like that's difficult but i mean it's something that me and my children this was the first year that i did not give them gifts directly on christmas but we had a lot of conversation about this way prior maybe starting thanksgiving i think we had a lot of understanding especially my oldest but my youngest she is one way with me and another way socially she's a teenager though of course correct so i cannot say for certain how she engaged 
this Christmas yet because we just now finished wrapping up the holidays. So after a couple months of talking, I kind of understand how she truly felt because it takes a while for us to engage in in in-depth conversation, personal in-depth conversation. Where my oldest, we can pick each other's brain Mm -hmm. if need be. But my youngest, not as much. I can pick hers. But we don't engage in conversation where she's flowing with understanding from her own perspective. So we're getting there. Did you not give exchange as a child? What do you mean? From my mama and me? Yeah. I just told you what was going on. Hell yeah, my mama was doing the Santa shit. What would you have felt if you had a Christmas like that as a younger person? Again, I was a teen parent. I've always spoiled my children. I was getting my daughter Tiffany jewelry since birth. Okay, I always been foolish. I was a, a foolish fuckery, drug dealing ass nigga. What is you saying? You talking to me like I didn't just explain that I was there mentally. My well, children have had exquisite. Before you had, ki- before you had kids, though, if you didn't get a Christmas. Uh-huh. That happened a lot. Okay. Well. After I, I started working at 12. So after I had children... As I had children young, so I, my Christmas for me stopped as a teen, okay? I was buying gifts and doing for my children as a teenager. She was a little different, but my kids had big gaudy trees, a whole production. Their mother still celebrate Christmas. She big trees and presents, and she has a big family, but they had some things going on where they didn't uh, necessarily get together because black families sometimes have disagreements at these times but for us it was real a bonding moment you know she still had all the christmas decorations my mother still had big tree and christmas decorations you know this still go on disagreements yeah my family, they had a my real, family never had like big disagreements around especially not around christmas well her, her folks didn't want to accept her brother over and she said she wanted to ride with her brother if, if her brother wasn't accepted she wasn't going and you know but like i said it became a bonding experience for our side because we got together and we hung out for christmas day and christmas eve and all that type of shit and we did all that together because of the circumstances so it all still worked out I've had Christmas where we it all started out good, and then relatives from out of town and alcohol, a couple blunts in, a couple card games, it all go awry. Okay, <laughs> but this year so y'all have like a party for Christmas. Always, it's always okay. a get together. See, we we usually just get together and eat and talk. We talk for hours and hours, and that's how it is every Christmas. We don't do anything else. We usually all meet at my grandma's and just talk. I noticed in the last few years that it's getting more more away from there. Everybody wants to have Christmas at their own house for some reason. When I was in my hometown, growing up and whatnot, before I started traveling and moving away, we celebrated Christmas at somebody's house, some relative that was in town. Everybody got over there. We would bring. It was like a potluck. We would all get together. My granny was still alive. My, grand, my granddaddy was still alive. He died in 99. Uh, but when my granny was still alive, she didn't die until 2011. Somebody go get her from the nursing home. We all get together. Everybody see each other. We make effort. Mm-hmm. If you front, if you at somebody else's house, everybody still did their own thing in their own crib. But you came over to the main house, and then they played cards, bid with uh, the cousins. We'd dip off and smoke some weed and shit. <laughs> get together, might go uh, bowling, go to the movies. It's go, too cold for all that. Y'all doing shopping. Fourth of July type shit. <laughs> uh, we do that. Uh-huh. I mean, St. Louis got different winners, so sometimes a barbecue. You know what I'm saying? My family was traditional, but my extended family was not. Like my extended family would do untraditional shit: seafood, barbecue, anything to be different. Because they know every house they go to, they gonna get Thanksgiving type food. Yeah, that's how I grew up celebrating Christmas. And Christmas Eve was a night where you spent with your intimate family and you did shit like play games. Play card games and stuff You know, like got uh, stayed up all mm-hmm. night in y'all pajamas and watched TV, watched the movie. Y'all bonded. You did something like that on Christmas Eve. Went to sleep. Kids went to sleep. I'll be wrapping gifts, you know what I'm saying, and putting things together and getting the little secret prizes out the trunk. And oh, from, 
Making Santa cookies and shit like that. Well, you know, getting the bike, the big part, the big uh, gifts, go get them out the hiding spots and shit. We wasn't making Santa gifts though. Was y'all doing that? Y'all was making cookies and milk and shit when I was young. Yeah. Nah. Oh yeah. Nah. I think Leaving when lettuce, I think when I was half eating when you get them. I back. think maybe when I was in kindergarten, I did some shit like that because I started going to a white elementary, and I think that I like bought some like gingerbread cookies, gingerbread man cookies for uh, But we used to make gingerbread houses. That was what we did on Christmas Eve. We used to make gingerbread houses and shit also. It always freaked me out because after Santa drinks the milk, There's I was no like, Santa. I don't want those germs. Like, you don't know Santa's <laughs> mouth is. <laughs> Why are we still drinking out this cup? <laughs> man. What's your favorite Christmas songs? Christmas songs. Oh, favorite Christmas song would be Soul Holiday. So holiday, yeah. All the Christmas songs, yes. How did it go? Oh shit! Hold on. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. I wouldn't have known it by Soul <laughs> Holiday though. That's my shit. That was my favorite. I ain't gonna though. play too much. Yeah, that that one. <laughs> that one my favorite though. Okay, that's like my that. shit, boy. And then um, what's the one? Uh, Silent Silent Night. Temptations. Were they talking and he got the deep voice? What? And a happy new year. Yeah. I like that that Chris Brown little one too. Like that was him for Milo Generation when he made that. That was nice. That was pretty good. You know, Mariah Mariah is a staple. I ain't never, I ain't never like Mariah. Mariah for Christmas. I ain't never like Mariah Carey music to like listen to. But you got to do the So So Deaf remix. And then you got to do the, (laughs) um, what is it? The 12 Ghetto Days of Christmas. Man, I, yeah, I ain't never liked none of that shit. The uh, <laughs> Santa Claus coming to the hood and shit. This uh-huh. shit was always fuckery. To me. <laughs> but that was a tradition to hear all them too. songs, right? The radio play all this shit back to back. TLC Sleigh Ride. Yeah, yeah, they play that a lot, like a motherfucker. <sighs> New Year's 2016. I consider Earth. A fucking ship that takes a 365 day cruise around the sun. So we've made another circle. Actually, on your birthday, you've made another circle. But together, collectively, the planet has made another fucking circle around the goddamn sun. Okay. It's astrology. Do you do New Year's resolutions? Resolutions. I used to do resolutions. I was an avid resolution doer. What was your norm? For a resolution, yeah. it would be to stop a bad habit or to start a new good habit, like start working out on a regular basis, um, save money, or it could be anything. How good was your follow-through? It was good for a few months, always, and then it kind of just went to my whatever routine I decided to do. Sometimes it caught on, sometimes it didn't, whatever. But I decided to no longer do resolutions because why wait for New Year's Eve to decide on a resolution to do for that next year? So why not just decide on that day? So that means don't do resolutions at all? It means do not wait for a certain day to do a resolution. Okay. Goal, make, set goals throughout the year. Yeah. And, you know, once you do that, it makes it a lot easier. This was the first year I saw some things that were different. I didn't see a lot of people making resolutions, and I saw a lot of people celebrating birthdays, which I got a cousin, her birthday on the second, but it was the first time I've seen so many people celebrate their birthday on New Year's. I've really never, I, I thought that was a rarity. I didn't expect for so many people to be in my space celebrating fucking New Year's birthdays, but that was like, damn, everywhere I went, everybody had birthday. I'm like, damn. You get a good party every single year. Well, I and you get presents on New Year's Eve. That's cool. The best parties out of the year for me are probably birthday parties. I like more intimate things. I like things that I'm celebrating for personal reasons. New Year's is more of a social holiday. Christmas is an intimate thing, but again, we just talked about how they go. <sighs> Thanksgiving is more a personal thing, and you know how I feel about that holiday. Yeah, we here. You know, I'm conditioning this shit. There's a lot of shit that I'm unlearning and everyday learning. I'm always learning. Every day I am learning. I've been sitting down reading these narratives from different slaves, 
Frederick Douglass. Wait, hold well. on. Before we get into that. Yeah. So, you know Kwanzaa is right after Christmas. Okay. Before we went for Christmas break, because my job, we get a break for Christmas. We get like a whole week off. Okay. From Christmas to New Year's Day. So, before that, we had a luncheon with coworkers. <laughs> well, somebody was talking about Hanukkah. And he messed around and said Kwanzaa. And somebody said, why'd you say Kwanzaa? And I said, probably because he saw me out the corner. And, said, I, I. and then everybody uh-huh. laughed. Right. And, then, <laughs> and then somebody else asked me, so Devin, when do they celebrate Kwanzaa? I said, I don't well, celebrate Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because people will just assume that. I mean, I assume uh, Jewish people celebrate Hanukkah. Uh, do they not? I don't know. <laughs> and that the point is Kwanzaa a black holiday or is no, it? No, Kwanzaa is a is a cultural holiday, but anybody holiday. can celebrate it. It's not religious. Okay. So it's, it wouldn't be like a Hanukkah or anything. Anybody can do it. What about or Christmas? What the fuck does that have to do with? Well, Hanukkah? okay, we're not going back in. Well, okay. Christmas supposed to be religious. How? Well. Let's not get into it, but I mean, but okay, <laughs> for mm-hmm. the, for these purposes, Christmas, the religious Christmas, which is what celebration of Jesus Christ's birthday. Who does that? Your church does that. That's what a lot of churches do. <laughs> not in, saying in the Carolinas. You know that it is Carolinas okay. We can talk about it. Okay. It is weird because Jesus, we know that Jesus wasn't born in December. And we do understand that, okay, this is my thing. Being a pastor, a minister, a brother or a sister of faith, I think you do a disservice when you do not educate and inform. We do have enough knowledge and understanding to decipher the difference between what is factual that can be cross-referenced and which is myth, fantasy, fictional, and folklore, right? We got enough information for that. We are in a day and age where information empowers our next generation to do more because they learn more. Why? Because some churches may still do this. Is it the agenda of black churches to put on a nativity scene and practice a white version of Christianity in order to be accepted by <laughs> to be accepted by others in that industry? Because I'm sure there are some black churches that are not participating in that or, and are very I've seen some militant We've black churches. We've done plays. We've done like nativity plays. When I was a kid, we had some too. On Christmas Day, like, like when Christmas, and stuff. yeah, the whole the whole scene of Jesus Christ. Why do we play along with white people? Why do we do that present day? Why do we not teach our youth of the factual historical truths that we know of? Why do we participate in the fictional folklore of Europeans? I don't get that. Okay, we're Americans. Everybody celebrates Christmas. Everybody does not celebrate Christmas. It's a Most lot of people Muslims. celebrate no, Christmas. No, no. A lot of people. Okay, a, a lot, lot of wow, Americans. What does that mean? A lot of people. It's like an American holiday now. A lot of people now. celebrate St. Patrick's Day. That doesn't make you Irish, and they will let you know you're not Irish. But America still celebrates it. Well, uh, we're talking about not being aware that Christmas is. A fucking story made up, and it has nothing to do with our religion, our spirituality, and we are continually telling people who are less informed, hey, let's practice this folklore about Jesus being born in December in this manger, and this is our reason for passing out gifts and doing this with these white people. Well, we know that's what it is. Why would pastors continually do that instead of inform? You know, that's my whole issue with schools. I was talking to you earlier. We seen a video with a principal or was it a teacher? It was a teacher. A teacher. So a teacher dancing with some students, right? White man. And he was whipping in their name. Bitch can't do it like me. And doing can't all that fine. Like me. And can't I made the comment like that that is not like the me. place. That is not the place 
for learning. It is not. You're such a Grinch, man. No, that don't we mean. You can't dance and learn. That don't mean you can't dance. That don't mean you can't dance. But in schools and other places, education is so prized because you're really learning things. You could, The curriculum is so boring to children. People are so unattracted to language arts, English, even math. That shit math. was pretty boring. Yeah, because it's not <laughs> our culture, especially for black folks. It's not our culture to learn English literature. That's not our understand we don't even that's not even our okay so our when they find creative off. ways to teach those things then you have an issue with that no nothing about whipping and nene had anything to do with them learning i have an issue about the curriculum and the subject matter when other kids 12 and 13 are learning coding building programs learning how to help their communities out by rethinking independently at home using the things that normal people in the world use to I just solve see, problems. I just want to see the lesson plan. Maybe they was learning how to make a, maybe it was a marketing class learning how to make a viral video. Listen to what you are <laughs> rationalizing. It could be anything. What I am saying is nothing's wrong with dancing and it could be anything. My son just in high school told me he's taking a class called power walking because they're making him take another gym credit. <laughs> power walking. That time could be utilized learning something <laughs> vital. We know that. America is the only country with poor schools. When I say poor schools, schools, the, all the schools ain't got books, computers, teaching, learning. All of them are not having children excel outside of them. You there know, are if I was children, a teacher, power walking would be the class. There, <laughs> there are some children coming from poor, <laughs> poor, poor countries in Africa that are learning on an accelerated level. By the time they get to America, they are in the top percentiles, honors. We're the only country that has poor schools. There's a reason that the teachers are not being informed. It's a reason the teachers are not being hired to Maybe inform. The, te the teachers don't care. They don't make enough for this. No, the <laughs> teachers, look. They ain't worried about it no, no more. I'm going to tell you what I seen. Used to go to like a fast food sit down restaurant, like a steak and shake or something, and all the waitresses was older people, mm -hmm. professionals. Like, it was their career to make their tip money. And nowadays, it's a young motherfucker, fresh out of high school, Applebee's, serving your ass, hip as a <laughs> motherfucker. The same thing with teaching. All the older professional teachers have either went on to a collegiate level or just stepped out. And it's a younger fast food teacher that thinks, oh, I have to do it like this. Watch you do it like me. Oh, but you can't do it like me. Oh, <laughs> and that is not constructive for the child developing into an adult. What is constructive is applying some learning in a, a productive manner, like power walking, cuz. Uh, okay, moving back to New Year's Eve. Okay. What did you do? Did you do anything exciting? Because I found a party. We found a party to go to. But they played all music from 2000, the 2010, 2011. <laughs> so we was partying the Grove Street party. And uh, damn, well, wipe me down. Was a DJ broke? He ain't buying <laughs> like, and then they, it was like he had on the Port Pandora station. And then damn, they didn't even count down. Like we just y'all didn't have to, a countdown. We didn't have a countdown. We just happened to notice it was about fifteen seconds before the uh, ball was going to drop. What was so the DJ? Just, was he slacking? Was he getting uh, drunk? He must have been on them Zans. Uh, you know, that's the drug of choice for 2015. He was closing it out on a good note. Man. Is that what it is, Zannies? I, I mean, future. Well, yeah, the end, the end of 2014, it was Molly. So they went from up to down. I thought it was 13. And then Lean was 14. And then Zans was 15. Okay, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I've been off the, the drug scene for a little while. Now. I mean, you you hear it in the music. It'll be something else in 2016. It, all of a sudden, everybody start talking about another drug. Well, what I have been seeing is the effect of people who've been drinking lean for 10 years. And all, all of them are going through medical issues. All of them are five to six years younger than me. Most of them are, rather. And 
look about 45 on dialysis and going through a lot of issues with kidneys and liver. So for those who continually to drink lean, now I, I have crushed and I have sipped before, but I will tell you I've seen people who did not stop and have done it for 10 years plus. It doesn't end well. So, yeah. Maybe it'd be shrooms or acid or something. No shrooms. I had a friend had a I bat. thought shrooms were more natural. I thought because no, people say you can do shrooms a... like, and it's like the same as weed because Man. Of, the, of the earth. Okay, so I I've have, heard that before. I had a friend when I first went to college. He was a white boy. He was experimental with drugs because I don't know if they just didn't understand. I don't know what it is with the European culture that makes them experimental with psychedelics and whatnots. So. <laughs> He was um, he was popping LSD a while, and he was like, oh, somebody told him more than six times you are officially considered brain dead, but that was like some type of lie because he didn't pop like 12 times. Wait, they told him he was brain dead? No, that he read somewhere that after six times taking LSD, you're, you're officially considered brain dead, okay. and he was like, he didn't took like 12. Why would you even play with that? I don't know why. Why not just stop at five? And we in college, mind you. This is our freshman <laughs> year at SLU. We in St. Louis University. And um, yeah, then he started, he got on shrooms with his homeboys. They was all from this real suburban place, maybe like 45 minutes from the city. And his people's built engines, so they were pretty wealthy. And um, so he had the money to buy whatever type of drug that him and his buddies needed and he'll buy it for everybody. Okay. And he had this shroom party and we came over. A shroom party? Yeah. Y'all like Mario or some shit? The well, they fly? sit around. How do you have a shroom party? They sit around and look at things. Mind you, we came over. I brought, I'm hood, so it's me. <laughs> What'd you bring to, what, what's your, what's, what kind of gift do you bring to the party when you have a shroom party? Me, I brought some uh, hood niggas, and we was all high for shits and giggles. <laughs> oh, you just brought weed. See, no, we didn't you... bring weed. We came high for the entertainment to laugh and oh, sh- for shits and giggles, okay. and everybody that was gonna be fucked up. But I she was gonna got... say some zoom zooms and wham wham. No shit, <laughs> shit really got real. Shit got real. At the shroom party? Yeah. So the... what do shrooms do to people? I-, I thought it just relaxes you. I have no idea. No. Some people have told me different things. What I saw and from the people I have been around, it's a hallucinus. So sometimes you can see things. Sometimes people talk about those um, blue pandas or ele- purple blue elephants. pandas? Purple elephants. Or you see things grow and die several times. Like oh, my friend was talking about a, a plant. He was looking at it and it was like he could see it like grow and die and grow and die and grow and die and then beat like a heart and then burst. And um, (laughs) I never understood why people like those type of drugs. Why do you want to take something that makes you see shit? Just I I didn't I have not correlated some understanding with that. So, yeah, we came around to laugh and it was funny at first. And uh, (laughs) y'all probably started to get freaking out. Well, uh, yeah, because the homeboy that I knew, the white boy that I was cool with, I ain't going to mention his name, he flipped out. He didn't know nobody like that. And then so somebody came and was like, hey, could you? This is the one that was like, I ain't brain dead yet. Yeah. Okay. He flips out and uh, starts like panicking, saying he doesn't recognize anybody. And he starts trying to, you know, fight everybody off him. Like, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? Where am I? Type of thing. Because we have. And I'm from the hood, and it's hard to convince me of things. <laughs> I didn't believe him. I said he had. So we stayed in the other room, and we like chilling, playing video games, avoiding the white people because they running through the house kind of tripping. Did y'all lock him in the room or something? No, this ain't our crib. This is homeboy crib. This one of his partner's crib. They was going to a technical college in the city, so they had like this little flat, and we was over their spot. Yeah, they came back in the room, and one of the girls that she went to slew with us too. Um, and at the time, um, the homeboy I keep on to say his name. He was fucking her, so she she but she knew that I knew that. So she came and got me. She's like, "Please help me. I think we need to call his parents." 
And I thought this bitch was high, but she wasn't high. She didn't take no shrooms. She, she just really emotional and panicking. And I'm like, well, let me see him. So I started talking to him. He said he don't recognize me. Who the fuck I'm talking to? And he asked you who you were talking to? Yeah. And uh, and I was asking him if he remember this or this or this. He said, nah, he was just really spaced out. His pupils were very, very dilated. So. Did he get stuck in the high? Well... So was that what happened the, uh, was his roommate. His roommate was a dude who. Wasn't that sinister? You get stuck in the dream or some shit. Uh, what was it? I, 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 I don't know about sinister, but what happened was his uh, roommate at the dorm was a black dude that I knew. So I called him to go through the boy's papers to get his home phone number. I called the daddy. The daddy came down from St. Charles. Of course, because I'm a black dude with goals, he said, what did you give my son? And you know, that's like the first time I've <laughs> has done it. And not, this has happened on several occasions where people have had episodes. And I've been around. I've called authorities. Like, was he panicking to you or was he just like? The daddy? Yeah. No. He was very calm. But he just assumed that he knew his him. He knew his child was a drug addict. But he assumed you were his dealer. Dealer. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, okay. later on, when he kind of got some help, they sent him to some clinics and things. We had reunited. Did he remember who you were? Yeah, he did. And, oh, okay. um, he almost lost his life by visiting my neighborhood at, uh, at the wrong moment, doing the wrong thing. He came down, and I, I was moving fast at the time. I stayed in the Fallon places. It's like the hood. Ooh, I can't describe. What would this be like? A Fallon Places is just a real urban neighborhood. It's a complex, like a subdivision in the inner city. Put it like that. Okay. So he came through. I'm in college. My neighbors are mostly grandmothers and baby mamas on Section 8. Mm. Okay. couple families have or maybe second or third generation in that subdivision. Okay. My neighbors across the street, Sam and Yvonne, they both did. Rest in peace. They both dope fiends. They had a really big okay. extended family. But Shout they out used to, to the dope fiends? Yeah, but they, yeah, for real. But they used to look out for me because I was young and I stayed down. I moved in I changed my birth certificate. I started working young. So I got in on Fallon Places at seventeen. So they just kind of watched for me. Rob came to visit, so they see the white boy. He pull up in a, a Acura, which, you know, it's nice cars in the neighborhood, but he's a white boy, so they look and see where he go. He come up with me. I'm finna leave. I had a date, me and his girl, Treese. So, <laughs> Shout out to Treese. Oh, yeah, she finna, you finna hear this. Treese and me finna dip and go to the show and shit. We was just getting out. Rob, he was just coming over to smoke weed because I saw a little weed and shit like that, drugs, but not. So, sold him a little weed, left. He left out before me, you know. I'm still getting my shit together. Me and her finna leave. She like, um, I think you need to go get your homeboy. I'm like, what you talking about? She like, the white boy. I'm like, he ain't gone? <laughs> and then she was like, nah, he across the street. There's a whole bunch of niggas around him. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So I go outside, and mind you, I'm a little nigga. I'm only like 17, 18. Now, these grown-ass niggas, second, third generation in this subdivision, they all know each other. I'm from the north side. This ain't even my hood. I'm not from downtown. I'm from the north, so. Billy! Uh, nah, it's not something like Billy, too. <laughs> We're going to call him Rob. <laughs> so... uh <laughs> I go and I rush down to stay on the second story of a uh, two-story of family division type thing. So I come and running down the steps and shit. I'm like, "Hey, what's going on? What's going on?" And uh, Sam, I, yeah, Sam is uh, the granddaddy. Eva is the grandmama. Okay, <laughs> they both dope things, but they kids all out there. So, oh, that's too much. Rob. <laughs> car wouldn't start so he was asking for a jump somebody came to try to give him a jump but they didn't they actually unhooked his battery and it was planning on taking his car and maybe his life what he did was all the little kids start asking for change and he went in his wallet start giving them dollars which made the adults around her 
starts to say, oh, well, give me give me some money for giving you a jump. And he went back in his wallet where they was counting his money. Mm. I, I'm not privy to all this. I'm just running across the street trying to say what's going on. At that time, I see Sam. I'm like, what? Hey, that's my peoples. You know what I'm saying? And Sam's folks, his, I don't know if it was his kids or the grandkids, because he was older, though, thing, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, but they was made. They was older than me. They was maybe in their twenties or thirties. They done up the burner. They didn't rush them. They didn't rush Rops. I'm coming around. I'm like I'm literally running across the street. All I heard behind me is like, bah, bah, bah. Tristan upped her burner and like shot in the air but towards them this niggas. Is the girl you about to go on a date? Yeah, she just had a random burner. Well, okay. So at this time, okay. I hung with. Look, Kim was very popular with the women. <laughs> and um, women were idolizing like Foxy Brown, Look, Kim, the teenager girls, the girls my age. So it was a rougher element. Um, Gangsta Boo, Lit Chat. This was the type of female that hung oh, yeah. in the inner city. You know, gold teeth, real hip ass hairdo, nails did, never wear the same shit, fuck with all the dope dealers in town type chicks. That's what we're looking for, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, she did up the burner, and she done shot three times, which caught everybody off guard. So, they look. She just went all the way there. Well, she came out behind <laughs> me, not me knowing. She didn't came out behind me. But apparently, she didn't people what was going on before anyway, because we ended up talking about it. Because she said she saw them set it all up. Mm. She said when she first came out there, she saw he was sitting in the car. She saw them under his hood. So, she figured that. Okay, he must be trying to get a jump. But when she saw them sitting out there, she was like, they ain't getting him a jump. They just stalling him out till they figure out how to get him out his money. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So she was ready. So, yeah. got him up out of that. And he thanked me for his life several times after. And um, we just separated so, ways. Yeah. So, you hooked the battery back up and then he just went on. I gave him a jump. Yes, okay. I gave him a jump. Mm-hmm. Okay. And got him on his way. And you, you just found the best to just leave him alone for life. Well, that way, he was a little shook after then because he was the type of white boy. See, he was on shit I wasn't on. He was like listening to Brother Lynch, Scarface. Uh, he was real triple six, killer clan, Kazi type individual. The alcoholics, underground, gangster rap. He was he all in there. The, so he, he felt the like, oh, I'm black. You know what I'm saying? I could be accepted anywhere. And because me and him him was so cool, he was one of them, you know, I don't see color. And that's fine if you want to walk like that, but other people will see color. Right. You better be noticing some colors. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. He really had walked up to some things. And he was in hip to St. Louis. A lot of people come to St. Louis and be like, oh, the town, because it seems so peaceful. It was like all the time. And then out of the random blue, the most ratchetest, violent act happens. And you're like, oh, this is what they're talking about. I get it now. Mm. You know, it's just that random. It is that random. It's that element. It's like a spirit moves through this town of havoc. It's that fucking random. Yeah, that was that story on that. I want, I got a bombada. <laughs> And my boom bottle goes rest in peace to Frances Cress Wilson. She is a That's crazy. Yes, world renowned black child psychiatrist. She wrote the ISIS paper in the nineties, ninety-one, I think. Very, very intelligent, strong black woman to teach and help us understand racism along with Neely Fuller Jr. Helping identify the effects of racism on our people, how it was causing stress and development issues. It is very important that we study her work. Much love, much respect, much prayers to your spirit may you live on through us all the folks who don't know about you she died she's 80 years old out of a stroke 
the folks who do not know about you, the children who will learn about you, your work is valid. It will always resonate and it's much power behind everything you have done, ma'am. Much love to the elder Francis Chris Wilson. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to go from that to my question, but what? I do want to <laughs> ask it though. Go ahead. <laughs> So, you saw Bill Cosby got arrested. Before okay. we go, let's go. I want What's to talk up? about Bill Cosby. What's Co- up? What's up? What's up on Cosby cast? <laughs> so, do you think they had him arrested just to defame his character more? Do you think that these are real? They really have enough evidence to really go to trial? Don't you have to have enough evidence to really take someone to trial like that? Let me not begin to talk about how this trial and what law is in America. What I will say, I think I think it was purposeful that he was arrested in the new year. Mm. <laughs> I think it was tactful. I think Bill Cosby is dealing with a group of individuals and he will publicly have to deal with that group. And that is the Illuminati. That well, I'm not just talking about them. I'm talking about his victims <laughs> also. He will publicly have to deal with that group, and that is maybe unfortunate for him, but fortunate for those who have been shunned or have been hiding, Absolutely. and now they need this truth to move mm-hmm. forward or whatnot. And that's what I would have to say about the Cosby situation. My granny was upset. She was talking. She was saying that. Um, she was upset that she had let us watch the Cosby show. And I was I had to think about it. I was like, well, I understand that he did some negative things in his personal life. Cosby wasn't my favorite Allegedly. though. Like it was Miss Huxtable that I was listening to. I looked oh, yeah. at my mom she was definitely like Star Miss Huxtable. Like my mother and Miss Huxtable was like on part of me. Like that was like my idea of my mother. Like Miss Who was the best black mother but Miss Huxtable? Um, the black envia. She was pretty. She good. was not better than Miss Huxtable. I don't know. She was up there though. She was not Miss Huxtable. No, not better mom, black mom. Oh, okay. So if you the had mom to, from Gullah Gullah Island was pretty cool too. If all out of all black, <laughs> out of all black childhood, we gonna go Family Matters. We gonna go uh, nah. Sister Sister. We gonna go all black childhood shows. What black mother would you have? I'm still going with Miss Huxley. Well, you can't pick her. She's like the, you know, she's like the epitome. So she's I would a, want she's her automatic. a lawyer for a mom. Of Come course, on, you have to pick somebody outside of her because she's the automatic. Well, I just said you said I'm Via. What the fuck did she do? What was her job? <laughs> what the fuck did she do? She was. You right? What did she do? Right. She ballerina. <laughs> she did. She was fucking it up now. Um, I think she, maybe she did have a professional job. I don't know what Black Envive did. I know the light skin one barely did and shit. And Harriet from Family Matters, she was too, uh, she was too rough. I, Harriet was just like, oh, <laughs> she was worse. <laughs> I didn't like Harriet. She was just like, <laughs> she like the a- poor mother that came up <laughs> in the middle class and still wanted you to live poor. Uh, like nah, cause we used to be a country, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to fuck with her either. And uh, Jack Hay, she was she was too unstable. I could I could fuck with her right, sister she, sister. She was just fucking around. She was fucking around. Like a starving artist. Type yeah, well, shit. I don't even fuck around with a nigga just cause y'all share the same adopted uh, child bloodline <laughs> and shit. Like I'm gonna stay with you and shit. This gonna work out. <laughs> Like, she was doing a lot of shit that mm-hmm. uh, I don't know was questionable. Was that all the black mothers? No, it was. Uh, you you had thinking. the girl from, uh, woman from Parenthood. The Ooh. woman from the Hughleys. Parenthood. 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 Y'all remember that show? Parenthood. Parenthood. With the. Uh, um, Parenthood. Who in Parenthood? You I definitely wasn't one of the 70s mothers. No. Um, uh, Good Times, Florida Evans. No, nah. none of them. Mm-hmm. Which one's the one that burnt Penny? I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Yeah, she had to go too. What about Black Dads besides uh, Uncle Phil? No, okay, you want Uncle Phil? Uncle Phil, yeah. Uncle Phil was pretty cool. He was. 
He was. He, was, he cool. was rich. As a dad, yeah, he was wealthy. He was a good black dad. Yeah. Imagine Martin as a as a father. The On a series? Story. Yeah. Like say if Martin the uh the series continued and he became a dad. Right. I don't know. I don't know about that one either. <laughs> Bernie Mac was pretty funny as a dad, but I don't know was, if I would want him as a dad. Well, he was pretty. He always funny. had a lesson at the end of the show. Yeah, but it was like tough. it was like Ron's he, house. He, he, just Bernie the, Mac give lessons like series. I give lessons to my kids. I don't know if I could deal with that. Bernie Mac is <laughs> a little rough. Like <laughs> he a little rough. Like well, fuck you. Much love, Bernie Mac. <laughs> Much love. Oh man. Yeah, no. You got anything else for That's him? it. All right. As always, check out our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash The Abstract Originals with dashes. Hit us up on iTunes at The Abstract Originals. Email us at The Abstract Originals at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Biggerda, B I G G E R D A. And me at Nubian Beach Bum. And find both of us at underscore AB Originals. Get your toy of white folks and take that shit to trial, bitch.